everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I will be bringing you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. I created this podcast to talk about people because everyone has a story worthy of being told. Last week, um, you didn't hear the episode because my computer ate it, um, and I do have a um, a very nice gentleman with Apple tech support trying to find it. Um, But it was really great. Uh, I was joined by my friend Jana and we talked about um, mental health and mental illness and um, that, you know, your diagnosis does not define you, um, but it does help. Um, And we talked about therapy. We even talked about prison reform. Like it was just a great episode. Um, And so hopefully I'll, um, that'll be um, recovered and I can share it with you guys. But before that, um, I was joined by Wes Breedwell and we um, discussed tattoos and tattoo culture. Um, so thank you again, Wes, for joining me on that. And today I'm joined once again by Liz Jimenez. Um, my girl is here and we are going to be discussing like the dichotomy of light versus dark and good versus evil and um, how that shows up in mental health and stoicism and pop culture um, so I promise by the time I, we finish recording this episode and I get it listed, I will have a nice concise title for this, <laughs> but right now, um, I just don't cause there's a lot that goes into it. Um, as you guys will hear here in a few minutes, as we start diving into things. So, um, on that note, hello, Liz, good morning. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> hello. Good evening. Good morning, Kelsey. Thank you again for having me yeah. again. Again, I'm so excited. And we get to see each other in what, like 19 days? Isn't that what yeah. I said? Yeah. 19 days. We're going to be. That was very ominous. Mix- I'm very excited. Yeah, 19 days. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Um, well, it should be ominous for our livers, probably, because um, we will be going to Epcot and drinking around the world. So um, I was so excited to see you and to see some of our other friends. So we're going to have so much fun. Um, but yeah, so. Um, I guess we're going to start this episode um, on mental health and light and dark and good days and bad days and the big sad and, you know, all that that goes into mental health. Because, um, I mean, if I'm being honest and, you know, I mean, you know this, like, I mean, the last week for me has been just like the big sad, right? You know? Oh, 100%. And so I woke up this morning and I was good. And I was just like, I was laying there, I was laying there this morning and actually was talking to Austin about it. And I was just like, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. Like, I wish I had like a, um, like a roadmap of like, okay, how did I get from like last night? Could not stop crying. Everything was awful. Everything was falling apart, whatever to like today where I'm like, what a good day. Yeah. Things are awesome. You know, like, and I mean, people that listen to this and people that know me probably know like when I get in like these zones, right? Because like I pull back, I, you know, like I'm in like these group chats on like Twitter and Snapchat and whatever. And like, I just don't exist in them and like whatever. And it's like, I just don't have the mental capacity for it. Right. And so I get in these like, and like when I say like dark moods, it's not like I'm like death and destruction and like, you know, like this dark, it gets there. It can I get mean, there. if you were, that's fine. That's valid. Right. We can work through that. But it's that, been but... a very gray week, just yeah. very like meh, you know, just like, yeah. just sad. And like, I mean, there were times where like, I was just like driving in my car 
and my face was just wet. Like I was just crying and I was I got like, plenty of those pictures. Right. Oh, you, yeah, you sure did. Uh, Liz has lots of blackmail on me. So, um, I would I, never as a lawyer for legal reasons, I would never. <laughs> for legal reasons. For legal um, reasons, I would never. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so this week was just like a roller coaster. Um, and it was just very, just like something was wrong, but nothing was wrong. You know, like oh, there was not like, there were things that I'm like, oh, this is why I'm sad. But that was like, it wasn't anything that was like big enough that I was like, this is valid, but that's not, that doesn't though. count. Were you trying to find something to justify the sad? And in that moment, that's what it was. But in reality, it wasn't it. It was just an overall yep. big sad. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Dan. God, shout out to Liz's therapist for being my therapist. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was doing, you know, and like, it was just very much like, okay, what's wrong? I have to like, I have to pick this apart. I mean, you know me, like I'm super analytical. There has to be a reason for everything, right? I have to explain it all away, which instead it's like, I felt like I was at this wall and like on the side of the wall I was on, it was just like sad. And on the other side, like just push through it and like, you're good. And so this isn't to say that like, you know, I'm not going to have like bad days and I'm not going to have the big sad, you know, like it happens. Right. That's why there's so many memes that millennials make about it because the big sad, sad. um, but I have to actively make the choice to push through it and not like dwell in it, like feel the feelings, accept the feelings, but like push through it and like get on the other side of it. Um, because if not, like I mean, it will swallow you whole. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, emotions happen. You have to, right. have them. you have to feel them, but it's letting them consume you, whether right. they're good Which or Which is bad. what I did this week. Yep. I mean, look, I'm in the same boat. I, yeah. how many times did I like text you or Snapchat you? And I was just yep. like, <laughs> big sad. Like it's funny, yep. but it's, um, it's, funny, but it's to, not. <laughs> I justify my life through humor. And that's yeah. how I get through it. So, but I mean, it, it happens. And exactly. I think it's knowing that it's happening, which is a huge step. Mm-hmm. And then like acknowledging oh, it. Oh, 100%. And then yeah. knowing what you have to do to get back out of that quote unquote dark place. Yeah. And back to normal. Right. But when well, I said, I, mean, I said, I was there. Yeah. Like, Thursday, oh, Thursday was like the worst. <laughs> and see, that was yesterday for me. Thursday, I was like tragic. Like everything was yeah. a tragedy. I like <laughs> Starbucks delayed my order by like uh-huh. a minute, and I was like, "That's it. I I cannot do. I'm <laughs> throwing my hand. Like I cannot do this day." Yeah. Yesterday, I was like, "It's fine. It's great." Like right. You know, like oh, how are you doing? I'm great. Everything's great. No reason. Just yeah. It was Friday, I guess. I don't Right. Well, and like, so I said this morning, um, uh, like my brain felt a lot, like I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, huh. I'm not so sad this morning. This is good. Um, but like, I mean, last night I was, I was in the depths of depravity. Like I was just like, it's a big sad. Right. And like, like I said, you know, like, I mean, I talked to you about all of that. I mean, everybody knows this. Like I talked to you about a lot of this, 
Um, you know, I have, I have a bunch of different friends. I talk to about a lot of this. I talked to Austin a lot about all of it. And like, you know, I was talking to him last night and I was just like, I am sad. <laughs> like, and I was trying to explain it away and whatever, but like, I kind of got to the realization where like, I've got to like overcome this. Like I've got to push through it. Um, because like, Otherwise, I'm just going to like waste my days and waste my time just like living in being sad. And I don't have like that's a choice. And so um, I said this morning, like, I mean, I have a choice to make. I can, you know, like sit in being sad and being like being anxious about different things and whatever. Or I can choose to push through it and like stop trying to like punish myself for like being happy and feeling like self-care is selfish and all this other stupid stuff. And I can push through that and like enjoy and appreciate the things that I do have and like the life that I've been given and like the season of my life that I'm in um, and just embrace where I'm at because that's, that's, I, I owe that to myself Um, I owe that to the people in my life. But again, like I said, I owe that to myself more than anything um, of that, like, you know, there's no reason why not to just allow myself to be, you know? Um, But like I said, I'm very analytical. Like I try to, you know, explain everything away, right? Like, oh, I feel like this, there has to be a reason for it. No, that's not how mental health works. Sometimes it, you just are sad. Sometimes you would just have the big sad and there's no explanation for it. And that's what breaks my brain about it. It's like, I can't explain it away. Um, and so when I can't explain it, I don't deal with it and I just sit in it. And yeah. instead, and so that's, you know, kind of what I've come to now is like, okay, you don't have to explain it, but you gotta, you just gotta push through it. And I also, one thing I'm really bad about is not talking about it. Yeah. And just like, because you know me, I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm a talker. <laughs> Surprise. And so like, that's how I process things is by talking about them. Um, and if I shut down and I turn fully and completely into an unhealthy Enneagram two, and I don't allow anyone else to help. Um, right. and I don't allow anyone else to have any idea what's going on. And I just like drown in, you know, whatever situation I'm dealing with, like that's, doing a disservice to like the people that like, you know, I have relationships with, but it's also doing myself a disservice because no human being is meant to go through things alone. Like that's why Mm -hmm. other people were created, right? Like, you know, that's why other human beings exist. Like we are meant to do things together. And there are going to be times where I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, but like, I need so much, like, I mean, me and you have had this conversation, right? Where you're like, I don't need anything. I don't want to talk about it, but I need you to know that like, I'm not having a good day because you just needed another person to know that and to know, just that there's somebody that knows what's going on that's supporting you. So I say all of this, like, you know, I've gone on this tangent um, as I do on this podcast um, to say that, like, if you, if you, I, you know, I, I try to be as like vocal and open with like these feelings and these thoughts as possible, because sometimes you don't know that that's how you've been feeling until you hear somebody else talk about it. And then it's like, yeah. oh my God, yes. Um, and so if you're, if you're feeling that way, if you're going through that, you're not alone in it. Um, we all deal with it, um, whether we realize it or not. I mean, it took me, um, 29 years to realize it, um, you know, to realize what I was dealing with and that, you know, I wasn't like just crazy and dramatic. Um, and that, you know, like anxiety is real. Depression is real. We all go through stuff and we all have, um, 
have these feelings, you know? And so, um, you know, reach out, talk to your friends, talk to me. Like, you know, I, I get it. I understand it. I would love to support you. Um, I would love to, um, just be a, um, you know, a sounding board if you need it. Um, you know, but I definitely encourage you to have someone in your life that, you know, you can go to and just have free open conversations, whether that's, you know, like a family member, a friend, whatever it may be. Um, make sure you, yeah, a therapist. Yes. Um, but like, make sure you solidify that person in your life um, it, or, or people. It could be more than one person, you know, and there's no harm in that because that's multiple perspectives. Right. But um, make sure you trust them enough to where you're open with them. You don't yep. like that's cherry key. pick what you don't cherry pick what you share, um, because if you're not giving someone the full picture, they're not going to understand like why you feel the way that you do. And they're not going to know, you know, okay, this is how this person processes things. Because like, for example, Liz, like you, you know, when you're going through something, you don't want to talk it out. You don't want to like, you know, you just, you just, Hey, this is going on. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You know, like that kind of thing. Part of that is because I, to, you know, piggyback off what you were going through. I don't know how to express my feelings Mm -hmm. correctly. And if I cannot sound articulate about something, I don't want to express it. That's the five of me. Um, but I have to be knowledgeable about what I'm feeling. And I like, feel very uncomfortable just word vomiting at people. Yeah. So Can't relate. <laughs> part of that is me realizing that I will be eventually be able to talk about my feelings. Mm-hmm. I just need to sit in them for a little bit and yeah. use the correct words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just like word vomit because I'll end up telling you how I'm sad about something that happened when I was five. And that's not what this is related to, <laughs> but I've been holding in all these feelings for 33 yeah. years. So you're just going to get a like hodgepodge right. of what I feel. Yeah. Um, but that I've learned through the past year and a half mm-hmm. that that's what I do. And so yeah. I've learned that it's okay for me to tell people instead of just shutting them out instead of hiding yeah. I just say hey I'm going through something right now mm-hmm. give me a couple of days I will be yeah. back and I will be able to report in an articulate manner yeah. that I'm doing <laughs> right and you know they whenever and whenever yeah. I get one of those messages I'm like okay let me know if there's anything I can do to support you I know that there never is 99.9% of the time there's not but just I just you know let me know what I can do to support you but then I have other friends um that you know they process things by like they need someone to like constantly check in on them and like uh, because otherwise they don't feel supported and so that's actually something that like I've struggled with a little bit is not putting like all of my friends into the same bucket of like oh well like Liz processes things like when Liz is going through something this is how she processes it so that's I'm that's going to be a one size fits all no ma'am um because that's because me doing that has led to like one of my friends not feeling fully supported and like not feeling like you know I was there for them because I was like giving them space when she didn't yeah. want space she wanted like you know, me to do, you know, what I, you know, what is like my default setting and like, Hey, how are you? You're great. How's your day? Yeah. You look cute. You know, like, <laughs> like that kind of thing. And if I did that to you, you would be like, I'm blocking your number. Don't ever speak to me again. Yeah. I would like overload and just be right. like, oh, malfunction, please leave. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important to have these mental health conversations with your friends and with the people in your life and, um, to vocalize what you need. Um, but to also 
um, understand what they need. And, um, you know, there's a friend of mine, she, um, uh, we both tend to, you know, spiral about the same thing sometimes. And, um, you know, she told me yesterday or the day before she was like, just don't let me do it. Just like, tell me I'm being ridiculous and like, don't let me do it. I'm like, okay, but as long as you know that I'm not invalidating your feelings. And she's like, no, I know that. Like, just tell me to stop. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I just can't do that. And then you'd be like, wow, like my feelings are valid, but Kelsey's kind of being a bitch about it. Like, (laughs) so, you know, it's like having these conversations and like understanding what the people in your life need or don't need, whether it's, you know, a family member, a friend, a significant other, like. And that's the thing about new relationships too, is like figuring out what each other needs. Oh, and, yeah. you know, um, that's a whole different, another complicated level of things um, is, you know, and maybe I'll do an episode eventually on, uh, well, I will do an episode eventually on trauma um, because that's something Ooh. I'm, yeah, yeah, girl, you all come back on for that one. <laughs> Hashtag trauma life. Um, yeah, but no, I, I do, I do want to do an episode on trauma um, on the, like the different types of it. I mean, maybe it'll be one big episode. Maybe it'll be multiple episodes, but I mean, there's, you know, like there's relationship trauma, there's generational trauma, there's, there's all sorts of different things. And like, there are just things that I'm not realizing that like I had trauma about things until like now I'm in this season of my life and like lots of different things are coming up and lots of conversations are having to be had. And I'm thankful that the people in my life are very patient and um, understanding and, you know, we'll just don't just push me away when I act like a absolute loony tune. Um, But because it's all valid. All of our experiences are valid. Everything that we've been through, no one else has gone through exactly what we've been through. So the key is communication. Um, and it's called mental health, um, because we are working towards being mentally healthy. (laughs) Um, and And you know, shout out to that because I think what you're doing here is really great. Not only highlighting the positivity of mental health, but also like the negative aspects of the yuckiness. Yeah, like mental health is not great. Like, don't, no. it's not pretty. It's not, no, it's a mess. It's a mess. But I think part of, and I mean, we'll get into this, but part of, part of this like toxic positivity culture mm-hmm. of like only good days, only right. you know, positive no bad days, days. Right. love like, and light. Not, like, no, that's bullshit. That's not real. And even if you <laughs> right. don't suffer from anxiety or right. a neurodivergence, you're still going to have or, bad days. A bad day yeah. and I think it's really 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 important to remember that and to talk mm-hmm. about that because yeah. that's how you work through things and that's right. how you like you said somebody could be going through this exact same thing think that they're alone and yeah. never speak to anyone about it but by having these conversations and making mm-hmm. a public forum for people to feel comfortable and talking about their struggles you're allowing people who would probably never be exposed to this to feel validated. And that's super important. So shout out to you, dude. I just want well, to say I mean, that's, that's the goal of this podcast for me, you know, is like to use it. It's not like this podcast is not about me. Like it's my podcast, but like, it's not about me. It's like, it is a, an opportunity to have conversations that, you know, don't typically just happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, like, I mean, it's the people project. It's, you know, telling stories and, um, and, you know, even something, you know, seems as 
simple as, you know, tattoos and tattoo culture, like with me and Wes, like, you know, we got into some, you know, he talked about, you know, losing his dad and, um, you know, like that's something that, you know, if somebody else is going through that and they hear that and they hear, you know, the things that he's talking about, like that could have helped them. And you know what I mean? Like, um, we don't realize the impact we have on people. And, and also, you know, the thing that I try to remind everyone too is like, okay, so on social media, we see what we see, right? Um, I try very hard to be a very transparent person. I'm not going to post like, you know, a big smiling selfie on my feed if I'm just not having a great day, you know? And um, like, I got a new shirt and I got the, I'm wearing the shirt right now. Um, It's my, it's- it is Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger sitting in front of, uh, no, that's Jason. Sorry. Um, I need to drink. I need to drink more coffee. It is Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers sitting in front of Dunkin' Donuts drinking iced coffee. And I got this shirt in a couple of days ago and I've been like wanting to like take a cute picture in it and post it. But like, I haven't been feeling like smiling for a picture and like, you know, I, but like, I mean, I could have smiled for a picture. That's not what I mean. But I, like, I felt like I would have felt gross posting that. Like I like mentally was just like, not like in the most positive place. So I don't, I didn't want to like post this and be like, Oh my God, it was so happy. Like it just felt so fake. And that's my main goal is like to get past these like social media, like, you know, this wall that we put up or, or, you know, around ourselves and towards other people of like, this is who I am because this is what I want you to see. I mean, me and Austin, we were talking about, um, big brother even, and like, you know, like a freaking TV show. I think it was big brother that we were talking about and that, yeah, it was big brother. Cause we were talking about all the stuff that was going on with, um, Xavier and Kylan, which I know you don't watch big brother, but, um, <laughs> so those are just names. Like me, I had but no like, idea what's happening, but I'm not in fun. But like, but like, you know, we see like on these shows, like we see what they want us to see. Like, obviously Big Brother, you know, they're filming constantly. So like we see a little bit more, but we still see even in the house, like with their other house guests, if they like this guy, Xavier, he's a, he's a lawyer, but he came in the house and he told them he was a bartender because he didn't want them to look at him as a lawyer and that to, you know, be a threat to, you know, his game and whatever. And so we show people what we want them to see. Yeah. And I want to like absolutely obliterate that with this podcast. I want people to come on here and hear the shit that no one wants to put on their Instagram, that no one wants to put on their Twitter, you know, because one, it's a little bit easier when like, it's just, you're talking one-to-one. And that's why every time I record with somebody, I'm always like, I have to do it on camera. Like I don't, I don't ever do anything with the video footage or anything. Um, but I feel like it's just more, it's more like just having a conversation between two people that otherwise may not happen. And sometimes you're more comfortable with somebody one-on-one than you're going to be, you know, like posting, you know, one of those Instagram stories that some people do where you're like talking at your phone for a while. Cause then one, you get lost in like, you know, whatever you're talking about, yeah. if you're me and two, like, it's just like conversations lead to more conversations and you never know like what's going to come out of that. Right. I mean, there's so many episodes of this podcast that I've been like, holy cow, I've never expected it to, 
to go that way. Um, like the episode I did with Tyrone, shout out Tyrone Graham. Um, I expected it to be like him just talking like all about stuff and it ended up being like a therapy session for me and, um, you know, me just telling everybody what I'd been going through. Um, and that was freaking empowering. Let me tell you that much. Like speaking your truth is empowering as shit and it's so cool. <laughs> um, so I encourage everyone to do that cause it's great. Um, but yeah, um, Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. Um, I hope that people um, continue to get things out of the podcast. I've got, um, I went through and like planned a whole bunch of like episodes out because I'm going to be out of town a lot in October and November. And so I kind of wanted to like get some stuff laid out. So if me and you have talked about podcast episodes, I'm going to be DMing you probably today because it's Saturday and um, I um, have dubbed this weekend a potato weekend of me not doing anything. Um, I love that potato yeah. weekend. Yeah, just I'm just gonna be. I was gonna say I was gonna be a couch potato, but I think me and the dogs are just gonna hang out in the bed. <laughs> because if you don't know, I have um, what some of my friends have deemed an old woman hospital bed, um, because it has the little remote control where like oh. I can raise and lower the back and the feet, um, and that's fine. You can call it whatever you want. I'm proud of it. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world because I can sit fully straight up in my bed and have my back supported because I am 30 and I have back pain. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold, hold you have been 30 for like five minutes. Talk to I've me been like 80. I've been 80 for like 15 years. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I've had back pain for a while, Liz. It's fine. Um, okay. So let me try and steer us back to this conversation of light and dark, because I think everything we said was very important. Um, and we knew like talking about mental health, that would just kind of like, it would just, you know, be a lot of stuff. Right. Um, but on the dichotomy of like light and dark, um, you know, like we said, these like dark days, bad days, like reframing them is like, okay, what, what did I learn from that? Like after you're through it, right. Like looking back on, okay, what did I learn from that? How can I grow through it? Instead of like, I was talking about like being on the other side of this wall and just being like Eeyore, you know, which Eeyore is cute, but you know, we got to be Tigger sometimes too. I am the Eeyore friend. I am either the Eeyore friend or the Tigger friend. And I know no one, no, no in between. That's fine. And we love that. We love that. Shout out to ADHD. Um, Right. Shout out ADHD. Um, so you know, we shouldn't feel guilty for our bad days. We shouldn't, um, you know, feel guilty when things are bad because it's just, that's just a part of life and it's part of the process. And one thing I do want to touch on, I'm not going to get too into this, um, because I will get on my soapbox and nobody wants that. Um, if you would like to have further conversation about this, please let me know because I would be more than happy to. Um, but one thing I do want to touch on is, um, the toxicity of the modern day church, um, with, the bad days, right? And with the concepts of good and bad, because, you know, something that, um, not something I was raised on, because my parents did not raise me this way, um, but something that I was taught um, over the last decade of my life um, was that we are all inherently bad. And like, we are just bad people doing bad things. And like, this just like, idea of like, hopelessness, unless you turn to the church, you get saved, then like, that's the only way that things can be good for you. And regardless of what you believe, I'm not going to get, um, this is not going to be a religion podcast. I'm not going to get into any of that. Regardless of what you believe, I need people to understand 
how toxic that way of thinking is like raising children that way. Like, you know, telling your four-year-old, oh, well, you're, you will be separated from mommy and daddy for all of eternity and everything will be bad if you don't do this one thing. Like if you don't, you know, turn to this one thing that is good and like that there's nothing good about you that the, because like, that's one thing that I was taught is like, like even, you know, you get saved, whatever. There's still nothing good about you. The only good in you is Jesus. And like, that is a toxic, toxic, gross, painful experience for people like and I get what the whole concept is like whatever like I get it but like it's the way it's being framed and it's the way it's being communicated and I mean uh and I was gonna pull up this statistic but I just forgot to like the the level of people in the church who commit suicide because of this like guilt like it's wild um I mean like like Jared, like Jared Wilson, um, he's a, he's a pastor and he, he committed suicide, I think a couple of years ago now. Um, and you know, that was, that was something that he like very much advocated for is like mental health discussions in the church and, um, and things like that. Cause that doesn't happen because, um, you know, my experience with certain people has been, you know, oh, well you need to have more faith. Like you don't have anxiety. You don't have depression. You just, your faith isn't strong enough. And again, regardless of what you believe, stop saying that shit to people because that's not true. And there's a no shame and no weakness in like having bad days and like, you know, having mental health discussions. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, so I just, I, again, getting off of my soapbox, I can feel my blood pressure rising. Um, but I just, I just needed, I really felt like I needed to say that. Um, it has just been on my heart. And so, this is a PSA to say that you are not inherently bad. Like we are not born bad and there's nothing we can do. Like, that's not how it works. You're not inherently bad. Like you, you make choices to be a good person or a bad person. Right. And so, you know, stop telling your four-year-olds that they are bad and that there's nothing they can do to be good because you are going to destroy their hearts and destroy their minds. And I just don't do it. Um, because I, um, am working uh, every day against all of those types of things. And um, it's hard. And I'm, you know, I'm 30 and dealing with it. And, um, you know, I know what tools to use, but not everybody does. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Liz is going to talk to us now a little bit about stoicism. Um, and Ryan holiday, you guys have heard, um, a lot about that. The concepts of light and dark are very big in stoicism, um, and, you know, good and bad and light and dark and good and evil and like whatever. Right. Um, so the first thing she's going to share is there's an email that she got from Sir Ryan holiday himself. Um, well, it it wasn't like a personalized email. It was like, I'm a fangirl. If that man ever sends me a personal email, oh my God. Oh, but no, this is like a newsletter, like email thing. Yeah. Um, So it's the podcast that they release every day. And then he also sends in like email form. And I, yeah. Um, Yeah. And so she read this to me and I was like, holy shit, we're going to read that on the podcast. So Liz is going to read that for us. And um, then this, I'm going to kind of let her take it away because stoicism is really her thing. Um, It's something that I'm, very new to and I'm starting to get into um but she is 
um, very well versed in all of it. So um, I'm excited for y'all to learn a bit from her. And then after that, we will get into um, a lot of like fun discussion of like good and evil and light and dark in pop culture and all that stuff. So yeah, Elizabeth Jimenez, take it away. Thank you. All right. So the title of this email is you need to be that bright spot. Another day of trolls on social media, another day of vulgarity and partisanship in the media, another day of needlessly rude emails and people shouting conspiracy theories instead of caring about each other. Another day with your neighbor who doesn't follow the rules, another day where people of people speeding on streets where kids play. It's enough to make anyone despair. What's wrong with everyone? Is everything going to pieces? Like the rest of us, you probably are looking for something to be hopeful about, something to inspire you. And it would be wonderful if there was something major to point to, but there isn't. No, if you wanna see good today, there's only one option, do good yourself. As Marcus Aurelius writes, good news is something you make. You make it with good character, good intentions, and good actions, he says. You can't wait around for that to happen. In fact, he said, it doesn't matter if you hold your breath until you're blue in the face, people are going to stay selfish, stay stupid, and stay mean. All you can do is refuse to be implicated in that ugliness. All you can do is be the bright spot that you'd like to see in the light. So will you? Can you? Please, because we really, really need it. Yay! <laughs> applause! <laughs> I couldn't just like be like, okay, gonna sit cool. in silence. It's like a whole like monologue. Whoa. I know, it's great. How many people do this? And okay. I know, right? It's a lot. Um, also, for anyone who is listening, I will um, share um, like a link to this like podcast episode or whatever. Liz will send me the link. Yeah. Um, and I'll share it. So if you want to, if you want to hear that again, if you want to read it again, like whatever, I got you. We got you. So this is what I start my mornings with um, pretty much on, on a, a, every day. So he releases these podcast episodes every day. And the, I think like, the re- that's a, like once a week is a lot every day, every day, <sighs> every day I start my mornings with this and it kind of helps me good for him for doing that an intention for the day and a reminder of, I think, to me, like one of the key concepts of stoicism is how should a person be? Do you choose to be good or do you choose to be bad? And for me, I use stoicism as sort of like a personal operating system of like different pieces of who I ultimately want to be and the virtues that I want to hold as a person and who I want to show people how to be, I guess. Mm so there's four cardinal virtues that they, um, that, and by they, I mean stoicism sort of focuses on, and they are courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. And so the philosophy itself is based around those four key points. Um, and yeah, so kind of based on that, like, and the concept of this email, it's like, if you want to be good, do good. So a lot of the stoicism stuff is what is in your control and what's not in your control. And I think for me, it's like it's in your control to be a good person. It's in your control to be kind to others. You cannot control what other people do to you. You cannot control outside forces, but you can control yourself and how you react to those outside forces. Right. So, you know, 
I was telling you this when we were talking about this episode earlier, Mm -hmm. every single person is an opportunity to be kind. And that's something that I have tried really hard to focus on in the past year, because I think a lot of not only generational trauma, but like this like toxic culture of where we are right now is to treat others how you've been treated. So people who've been Mm -hmm. treated poorly or people who have been treated rudely think that it's okay to treat others like that. Right. That's just not, that's not a thing. Um, Every single person you meet in the grocery store, at work, the airport, wherever you are, is an opportunity to be kind. And so you don't know what that impact of being kind in that moment can have with that person. Well, and and that's something that my grandma always taught me is like, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic or, you know, whatever, like, you know, like treats you ugly in one way or another. She always told me, you never know what happened to them when they woke up this morning. Right. Like you never know somebody else's experience. So like, obviously I'm not always like, sometimes somebody cuts me up in traffic. They're yelling at me. I yell back at them. I don't always remember that. Um, but I do try to remember that. And like, you know, we have to treat each other with grace and with kindness instead of being reactionary, you know, like you're saying. And I think that's, so being reactionary is like another key thing. And it's talking about, we all have emotions. It's perfectly valid. It's perfectly fine to have these emotions. Right. The problem comes when you let these emotions control your actions. So I can speak from personal experience. I'm a very angry person. I don't know if that's come across yet, but I'm a very angry person. I deal with a lot of like anger management issues. And that's actually an episode that's coming up uh, with my friend. I know. Ray. I'm very she's, excited for that. She's, you know, she's um, she volunteered to come on and talk about it. So stay tuned. I'm very excited about that. But it's, it's, and I've been working a lot on this. I am not perfect, but we're going for progress, not perfection. As hey, there we go. Progress, <laughs> not perfection. We um, love it. It's, led, it's not letting those emotions take over the rational part of your being so when you get angry at somebody who cuts you off in traffic get angry don't I mean don't get me wrong it's not right that they cut you off in traffic however you don't need to flick them off you don't need to be angry you don't need to take that anger and I do it too I do it so I'm not again progress not perfection but it's being like okay how, how does that really affect me? Like, okay, great. You cover right, me off. Yeah. I'm not hurt. Don't let it I'm ruin not, your whole day. Don't let it ruin your whole day. Don't let that one moment of anger take over the rational part of your day. Because you could be, I mean, there could be tons of opportunities that day that are great, but you're still like harking on that one person who's not even thinking about you because they cut you off like eight hours ago and they're off mi- living their married life and you're sitting there stewing over this. It's not worth it. It's not worth right. it. And so it's not being devoid of emotion, which I think is a lot of people's impression of stoicism or like that stoic definition of like cold, like no emotions. No, have the emotion, but don't let them take over your being, which we'll get into in the second or the third part of this podcast with the stoicism and Star Wars, which I'm really excited to talk about. But we're going to like, if y'all don't like Star Wars, Sorry, you're going to after this episode. Um, So it's really, like I said, it comes down to the choices that we make. And are we choosing to be who we want to be? And are we choosing to be good? Or are we choosing to not be good? Um, And and again, like the key in that is choice. 
choice. You know, just like what I was saying about, you know, about the church and, you know, like it's not, you're not born bad or good. Like you have a choice to be, to make good choices, bad choices, to be a good person, a bad person, and also good versus bad, which is something we will get into again in the third part is like, that is a perception, right? Like, and obviously like, you know, we were talking about this before, like there are things where it's like, that is bad. Don't do that. Or that is good. Do that. You know, like there are things that's just like it logically, this is good or bad, but 99.9% of things, it's all up to interpretation. So that's what you have to figure out. Okay. To me, like, where's my moral compass? Like what is, what to me is like good and bad. And like, that's what you have to figure out as an individual. And I'm not just saying like you Liz, like you as in like everyone who's listening to my voice right now. Yeah. And like, that's what you've got to figure out is like for you, what is your moral compass? Like, what are you basing things around? Um, Because like, that's, that for me is like the first step is like figuring out, okay, like, what is that? And then going from there. Right. And I, I think it's, and I was talking to you about this earlier this week, and there's a concept that's called amor fati, and it's a love of fate, a love of the things that happen to us. So it's not, wow, this happened to me. It's like, this happened to me, this experience happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to say blessed, because that's not the term, but yeah. I'm like, appreciative of I'm that experience. better for it having happened okay not yeah. like oh this happened to me so like yeah. something that I've been working through like my mom's death so it's not it's not something like don't get me wrong I'm not thankful that my mom died because if I had the choice right. that would not happen but I don't have the choice because it's an external thing that I don't control it happened to me how am I gonna make let this make me better and I think without thinking about it, that was a choice that I made at the age of 13 because I was forced to. But it was, I wasn't going to sit there and be sad and blame, like and do bad things and blame it on my mom dying. Because right. I mean, how many, how many times have we seen that happen mm-hmm. um, in movies or even people we know where something yeah. tragic happens to them at a young age and they do bad, you know, right. or they choose, oh, well, it's okay, their mom died or their mom, whatever died or something happened mm-hmm. to them. And that's why they're angry no like okay be angry get through it go to therapy like get better but what are you going to do with that opportunity so Uh I'm a very shy and introverted person I'm of the belief that if my mom had not died I don't know that I would be the person that I am today well you definitely wouldn't be because that was your this is your experience right right well and losing that person to me was like my voice my the person who advocated for me mm-hmm. the person who spoke up for me yeah so in losing her I had to learn to do that for myself yeah and I don't know that that's something that I would have learned to do because I would have just hidden behind her for so long right, I don't yeah. know that I would have gone away for college I don't know that I would be who I am today and learning how to use my skills of writing and speaking to advocate for others so it's taking the bad things that happen to you or just the things that happen to you in general and being like, okay, this happened. It sucks or it's great, whatever. What am I going to do with it? And how am I going to right. let it make me a better person? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so again, it's that choice. Uh, there's a quote by Marcus Aurelius that I think about every day. And I actually, I have it written down on multiple note cards, but I mean, I have it written down on this one that has the core virtues that I try to instill every day in my life but this quote says our life is what our thoughts make it 
Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reading his like meditations book, which is where a lot of like the stoic principles come mm-hmm. from. And like a lot of the quotes that like Ryan Holiday uses are from meditations. When I read that, I was like, ooh, I like circled it. Like if I could <laughs> grab my copy and show it to you, I was like, I, like, I flagged it. I highlighted it. I was just like, oh, ooh, that's a big one. So I, you know, I constantly try to think of it. And I, I mean, think about it that way. Like if you are thinking bad, negative, you attract that. You know, it's like the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like this sucks. And everything else in that day is going to suck. So go back to that person who flipped you off in traffic. Like, all right, you know, you don't, you can't let these thoughts mm-hmm. drive you, these negative thoughts, these bad thoughts. We all have them. We're not perfect. I, no person is all good. Everyone has that little part of us that's negative or bad. It's not letting that control you. Right. So, um, all right. I don't know. Do we want to get into Star Wars and Stoicism? Oh, yeah. I mean, we probably should because I could probably keep going for hours and I'm sure people are like, please stop talking about this. No, no, no. I think um, this is, well, I just think that this is like, it's a perfect bridge between like, you know, the two different things that like we said we wanted to talk about. Right. Um, and I don't know. I have no idea. Like Liz has done all this, like done research. Okay. And like, I love it because like, she's a, so Liz is an Enneagram five. Um, for those of you who didn't listen to the first episode, um, and the first episode that she was on, sorry. Um, and she like, this is like how she does, like, she doesn't do anything without like being prepared. I love it so much. Like all the research and all the, like the wanting to fully understand things like, cause that makes me want to be more like that. And so she's done like, she, you said what, that there was like a, a YouTube series or something, right? Yeah, I found a series and then I just like found articles. I, I, I did like, a this is amazing. Dive. Like, I love, was, I love a deep dive. It was like, a, like, a, ooh, I just went down like a spiral. I'm so sorry that I'm like nerding out right now, but these I are, love like, it. No, no, oh my God. No, this is amazing. <laughs> um, one thing I do have to say um, is there is um, a big thing, uh, Star Wars wise. Um, that Liz and I don't agree on and it is she thinks that the new trilogy is garbage um not garbage I get why you have said those exact words it's not my favorite and you know what sucks is like I was like oh you know whatever that's fine come to find out freaking Austin completely agrees with her and so like I'm just alone in this so if you like the new trilogy of Star Wars, please um, tell me so I don't feel alone on an island. Um, and please tell, please, please explain it to me because I would love to understand. I'm happy for all the new people who were able to experience Star Wars through this lens. Same with the prequels. I didn't like the prequels when they came out, even though that's how I got introduced to Star Wars mm-hmm. in the theaters. At least. Right. But please explain to me. So DM okay. me, I will give yes. you my all of my hand on my, on the same handle on all social media. Kelsey's tagged me and everything. Please yes. DM me and explain. <laughs> if you follow to me, me on social media and you don't know what Liz's handle is, like, come on, y'all. <laughs> um, but but like, but yeah, so like me and Liz and me and Austin have all like had separate conversations about like 
me very pat like I have a va- like Ray and Ben or Kylo whatever you want to call him are very near and dear to my heart and I'm actually I'll talk about them here in a little bit um, when we get to the next part um and Liz I'm sure will just make faces at me the whole time if you could see my face is disgusting yeah she looks disgusted um but I think that they're very important we will and I will get to that in a little bit but Liz I will let you dive into stoicism and star wars yes thank you okay so to begin we'll talk about the jedi philosophy and sort of the balance of acceptance and harmony uh, in the with the Force. So the Force is that harmony that it's supposed to bring to the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. There's a Stoic concept called Numa, which is their life. Um, it's like their force, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that sort of sets the universe into motion. So it that sort of presents itself as like a Stoicism and um jedi principle fun fact that i learned so george lucas is mm-hmm. buddhist oh so there's that makes a lot sense. of i did not know that there's a lot of buddhist concepts not only in in so in star wars but that also leads to why there's stoic concepts mm-hmm. in star wars yeah. because buddhism and stoicism also they're very the similar concept, yeah. so mm-hmm. so back to like the force and like numa so that mm-hmm. right there is like a good presentation of how the Jedi and like a stoic Mm -hmm. would want that harmony with nature and that balance of good yeah so and going into the dark and the light so the Jedi Mm -hmm. and the Sith a big concept in stoicism is virtue versus vice and so to me Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what the Jedi and the Sith are they both have virtue. They both exhibit patience. So the emperor like talks a lot about patience. It's not what we conceive as good patience, but mm-hmm. he is patient. Like when he's talking to Darth Vader and he's like, you know, patience when you're trying to get to Luke and like converting mm-hmm. him over into the dark side of the force. Right. And like, they have those concepts of stoicism, but it's the vice, which is bad to stoicism, but that yeah. vice that the, they have for controlling people and for anger and for power that takes over. So the Jedi and Mm -hmm. the Sith are the balance of like virtue, which is like, you know, Yoda and like, I mean, Yoda is like the ultimate stoic in my head. Right. right? Oh, absolutely. Like he's he's the definition of it. Right. And then Yoda. the emperor and the Sith are vice taking over. So it's that play on like words of like what happens Mm-hmm. with virtue versus vice and when you let vice right. take over this is what you get you get the dark side of the force and so they were talking in that video about yoda's concept of you know fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the dark side the emperor would say fear leads to anger Anger leads to power, and power is how you control people, which is the ultimate goal of the Sith. They want to control everyone. You can't do that. So Yoda's and the Jedi's philosophy is the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's that balance, that harmony of letting life happen and not controlling things that you can't control, which is like, again, 
can't control what you can't control. Yeah. You can't control what you can't control. Right. But the Sith are all about control. And it's yeah. that power, it's that vice of wanting to control everything that leads them to make all these quote unquote bad yeah. choices. Yeah. I mean, Anakin. Anakin has the force. He has the opportunity mm-hmm. to be good. He makes the choice to want to be angry over his yeah. aunt and uncle dying. Yeah. His mom dying. Wow. I just mixed all of those. Yeah. Up. Sorry. Yeah. God, it's, conf- it's, it's, it's confusing. confusing. It's but okay. yeah, so Anakin's mom gets killed and he gets really yes. angry. And that whole anger is what turns him into this, into Darth Vader. And so, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Star Wars and you don't know that, yeah, if I, you don't know that, I don't like, feel bad. I, yeah, no. Um, no. Well, and what's funny is, like, you know, just, like, bringing up a small pop culture bridge, right? So, that happened to Anakin, right? Like, just so mad, he turns into Darth Vader. Well, so, Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies, right? Right. And he's devastated. Like, little Peter Parker just destroyed, Right. But he chooses, like, you know, after he gets bitten by the spider and all that stuff, he chooses, like, okay, I am going to do good to prevent this from ever happening to anyone else ever again. Right. It goes and, back to what I was saying. Right. Yeah. It's like. It's that it, choice. It, we it, that all choice. have yes. these moments in life. Exactly. You're at a fork in the road. You either go exactly. left, you either go right. You, you mm-hmm. do good, you do bad. Yeah. So it's all about that choice. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can control. You can Absolutely. control that. You can't control what happened to you, right? right? So Peter Parker can't control Uncle Ben dying. Anakin right. can't control his mom dying. Luke can't control his aunt and uncle being killed. Like, right. you can't control like, it. Yeah. But you can control how you react to that situation. You can control what you do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Anakin goes and kills a bunch of little children. You can't do that. What? like that's one um, of those things that when we, when we when i was saying like good and bad like there's yeah. no there's no like framing that it's like oh well you know mm-mm, don't do that yeah like angry. psa okay, don't okay, do no, that it's not. you can't no, kill people you can't because you're kill angry people. yeah right no that's don't not do that. let's not have that let's not let's <laughs> deal with your anger differently so to me, I think it's just this, this there's this philosophy, and I, I'm pretty sure if we sat here, we could probably find stoicism in all oh, yeah. kinds of media. That's, but, what, that's what I think is so cool about it. Right. When I found this connection with Star Wars and how they explained it, mm-hmm. whew, I was, <laughs> if I didn't love stoicism already, it sent me like, even further it, down yeah. the spot. Listen. So shall we dive into some of our other give any yeah. other i don't know so, anything else about star wars well i know so, you have something else yeah i do so what i guess since we're already on the topic of star wars i can dive into that so one thing that i like really have just like absorbed the concept of is the force dyad um and so if you don't know what the force dyad is um i have the definition pulled up here um and so this is like something that seen that's like really talked about like in relation to the new trilogies the new trilogy um which is the force awakens the last jedi and the rise of skywalker um if you if you don't know um and so we've got these two characters kylo ren um and um ray 
And so Kylo Ren is part of the First Order, you know, part of the Sith, part of the quote unquote bad guys, which we'll get into that. Um, and then there's Rey, who aligns with the Resistance and the Jedi and the good guys. And so, like, you see Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, like, you see him, like, he's like, you know, cold and cruel and calculating or whatever, but you also see that struggle within him. And then you've got Rey, and, you know, like, she's also struggling because she's got this like deep anger in her but she like knows that like how she's supposed to be because of how she was raised and so um so also just for backstory because there are probably people that are listening to this that maybe they haven't seen the new trilogies maybe they haven't seen star wars at all so kylo ren um he is the son of princess leia and han solo so that's why I keep saying Ben Solo, because that's his name. He is His name is Ben Solo, but he's Kylo Ren. And that was like the this whole like, oh my God, he's their kid, like this whole thing. And I think because I love Leia and Han so much, I think that's part of the reason why I love Ben so much is because like, I just freaking love him. Um, and, and yeah, so like he is like trying to figure out his identity and like, you know, all like, there's all this complicated stuff that happens with him and his parents and all this stuff. And I'm not going to get into it because you should watch the new trilogy. Um, cause it is good. Liz is shaking her head. You yeah. can, you can shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm right. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to end the consent to record this. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> Love you. Um, but, but yeah, like, so he, you know, he was separated from his family, um, because of, all this dark side stuff um and him and ray relate on that because like as far as she knows she was abandoned by her family like and like just let like has no idea where she belongs or who she is or who she belongs to or who her family is and so she's just like completely untethered like floating so both of them they have nothing that they're tethered to except for this concept of light dark good evil and like they just bury themselves in it right and so like they find out they are linked through the force dyad and so they start having these conversations telepathically and like it's kind of this like holy shit what's happening kind of thing because like they didn't plan it you know like it just starts happening and like that's so much of what they're trying to figure out and um you know they we start to see the parallels in their ideal like their uh, in their stories despite completely opposite ideology which is again where good and bad like they rely on each other to exist you can't have good without bad you can't have bad without good right. um and and so a force dyad um the definition is a force dyad is the name given to a pair of force sensitive beings who are united in the force and capable of feats including force healing and telepathic and sensory communication across light years the existence of such a coupling was prophesized for generations denoted in rune runes left by the sith eternal but yet to be fulfilled until ray and ben solo cross paths um, right. i think it's very important to note that this concept had not been explored until the new trilogy Yes, um, which is another reason I love the new trilogy because it's so freaking cool uh, because this dyad thing, it just blows my mind. And so, um, so yeah, so Kylo Ren and Rey, like they are, they are linked in like, in like familial legacy. So again, like I said, Kylo Ren, he's the grandson of Darth Vader, like, hello. 
um he's the grandson of Darth Vader the son of Han and Leia so like right there Han and Leia like the epitome of like the resistance and like you know and then Darth friggin Vader the epitome of like the Sith and the you know whatever and so there's that conflict and then there's you then you have Rey we find out she's the freaking granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine which is like king of evil like the reason Vader became Vader you know like the most evil there ever was so they're bonded by that right but they're bonded by this force dyad that was prophesied and so like Kylo tries to use evil and the darkness to be like well you're the granddaughter of Palpatine and like my my mother was the daughter of Vader so like our grandparents like this is what they would have wanted because he knows that like her weakness is like not having a place to belong and all this stuff right um but it's funny because so Kylo Ren's master is Supreme Leader Snoke and he like he refers to Ray. I think he's, he calls Ray Kylo's quote equal in the light. So yeah. like the same as him, but the opposite. And so it's easy for us to look at them and see them like it, as the opposite. Right. But like there the, with this dyad and the force kinship, it's like, it's so powerful that they don't individually reflect dark and light, just like anyone as a human being, like I said earlier, none of us, individually reflect good or bad dark or light like that's not how it works and so ray and ben regardless of what they're experiencing they are embodying both dark and light and we see that come out like you know um they they become very vulnerable with each other and you know they fall in love and it's great and i love them so much and um them being in love is canon we're not going to talk about it any other way um and but but I think that's why I struggle with the concept. Yeah. Because it's this like meshing together of like good and evil mm-hmm. that you can't define it. Like Star Wars has been very clear cut. There's yeah. the Jedi, there's the mm-hmm. Sith, there's good, there's bad. Right. And then, they and then you have the dyad that just ruins like, all this, like that. mushiness of like yeah. the bad helps the good. Mm-hmm. And the good and the helps, good the, helps bad. the bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm just right. like, eh. yeah. Well, and, yeah. well, and like Ben helps Ray find this strength in herself right. that, like, typically, and typically, like, the bad guys are seen as like the badasses who are ready to, like, you know, do whatever. And like, the good are seen as like, oh, we're just, whoop, hit my microphone. Sorry. Um, they're seen as just like, oh, we're so sweet and we would never do anything for anyone. You can be a good guy and be a badass too. Let's just say that. Um, but he Scarlet helps. Witch. Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's Scarlet Witch too. But... Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, like that's what people don't realize. And that's what he helps her realize is like, he helps her find her strength. He's seeing it as like, I want you to come to the dark side. But at the same time as he's helping Ray become like, you know, quote unquote, more evil or stronger really is what he's doing she's helping him come to the light side and become better and kinder and like you like understanding the light compassionate understanding um you know understanding this and you know the light and the darkness came together and they ended up you know like doing incredible things right I'm not gonna like just spoil the entire new trilogy for the people who haven't seen it so I'm just gonna be like they do great things um but 
but yeah, like it, the biggest principle that I got out of this is just like, when you accept the good and the bad, the good and the evil, the dark and the light, and you, you choose to explore those concepts and fully understand like what makes you, you understanding your mental health, understanding all of these things, like the concepts of stoicism we're talking about, you know, like choosing to be good, like choosing all of these different things, the power that is behind that, like not ignoring the bad, not ignoring the bad days, not ignoring these negative thoughts that you have, or somebody cuts you off in traffic and you start screaming at them out of your window, you know, like not ignoring that, but understanding it, like getting your arms around it, embracing it, and then like working through it. And by like, I mean, and like, yeah, exactly. And again, not going to spoil, you know, Star Wars, but like the things that Ray and Ben were able to accomplish because they both did that. Yeah. Were huge. I mean, absolutely enormous. Um, So there's that on Star Wars. Um, I have a couple of other examples too um, of, you know, when we see good and bad, good and evil, positive and negative, whatever. One example that I know Liz is going to um, be excited about um, is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So, or yeah. Steve and Bucky, um, yeah. because, you know, I mean, Captain America, he's like, oh, Captain America, he's like the ultimate good guy. Right. And then almost a fault sometimes. Right. Honestly. Exactly. And, and then you see, you see Bucky or the Winter Soldier and like, he's, I mean, he was, he was created to be this monster, right? Like he's bred for evil and to kill and to do all this stuff. And, you know, we see throughout, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we see his struggles and we see him, uh, him being Bucky, like struggle with, um, you know, like wanting to be good, but, you know, all this, like, you know, this inherent bad you know to use a term um I used earlier because it was created exactly um and and so you know we see him struggle against it and that really comes to fruition in um the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series on um Disney plus and we really see him struggling with you know the 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 bad side the evil side of him right and trying to make amends right for the things he did but also trying to like take out the people who wronged him or right. like it's just this eternal struggle that he has of like right. again what, like we've talked about like what defines good what defines evil like him figuring out okay what is my line you know like what is my you know um, am I a vigilante like you know like right. can I kill this person is it gonna be cool or like you know and so like and then, like I said, you have, you know, somebody who's the complete opposite, Captain America, he, you know, who's like all sparkles and sunshine, but he's not like always no. in the right. Like, I mean, if you look at, you know, Captain America Civil War, you know, like him and Iron Man, like the way that he, res- like that um, Cap responded to a lot of those situations were very negative. And um, also, you know, we see him because he thinks he is like, he is the true north of you know good good yeah and so he lets that blind him and he has just decided oh I'm the moral compass I'm always right right and that's not always the case you know like yeah he's a good guy he's Captain America whatever but there is no like 100% good person 100% evil person and that's why Cap and Bucky work so well together is because they balance each other you know like Bucky reminds Cap like hey like 
you're not perfect. Like, look at all this shit that you've done, right? And like, cap <laughs> reminds you've left behind, right? Exactly. And but then you know, Bucky reminds or Cap reminds Bucky, like, hey, I know you've person. done a lot of bad shit, but yeah. look at all this good that you've done. Yeah, and, oh, he reminds him of the good person he was exactly. prior to being the winner when he soldier, was Bucky you know? before he was the Winter Soldier, right? Exactly. Um, and so you know, so that's that's an example right there. Um, another example is uh, for the Taylor Swift fans out there, um, the juxtaposition of reputation versus the very next album afterward, which is lover lover. Like they could not be any more polar opposite. No. And at all, all. all. like rep. I mean, even the, like, so just look at the like physical aspects of it, right? Like reputation. It's like heavy eyeliner and like everything's black and gray and like just dark and like the, even the music on it, it's like really like heavy and just like, you know, it's just, it's a lot. It's very, you wronged me and I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I'm pissed about it. Right. And um, like snakes everywhere and chains and all this stuff. And like the live show was like, Whoop, I just about took my mic You're out. very excited about it. People know I talk with my hands. People know me well enough at this point. I just, like, I'm going to have a bruise on my hand from doing that. I just punched the crap out of my microphone. Um, like, anyway, I just, like, flailed. Um, but, but yeah, the like, even, show. like, yeah, the live show. Thank you. Um, there's, like, there were flames and snakes and, like, fire and just destruction and, like, whatever. And then... You have lover where it's like butterflies and pastel colors and I'm in love and everything's wonderful. And like, okay, this is the same person. This is the same Taylor Swift, two totally different, like completely opposing concepts. Neither of them are right or wrong. Right. And I listen, when reputation came out, I was like, what is this? Oh no, I was ready for it. It was the season I was in. I was in it. Girl, I was through it. I was like, yeah, I'm mad. Let's scream about it, Taylor. They wronged us. They're bitches. Let's yell about it. I was like, I it's like, awful. Ma'am, I don't understand why you're so angry. Yeah, uh, it was very healing for me. So It was not at the time that that came out. And I did not understand what was happening. I was oh. like, I just want, okay, no. We're, okay. Um, and it wasn't until I saw the documentary on Netflix yeah when I saw what was going on in her life Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh and then I was like oh okay that makes sense she was going through it it's valid I appreciate you yeah but you know it's just it was not what I was used to and then like lover came out afterwards and I was like oh oh, we're better now Taylor Taylor are you good (laughs) right and I mean there was a lot of time in between those albums too yeah a lot um like what two three years two years three years something like that lover came out in 2019 yeah and i think reputation was 2017 yeah yeah so two years give or take yeah in 2017 i was graduating law school i was not angry i was like oh thank god (laughs) you were celebrating oh yeah Um, i was like "Mm." yeah but like the juxtaposition between those two albums like they're both like there's good songs on both albums they're both like from a like musical perspective like obviously like some people like you you know like you're not the biggest fan of reputation but you can recognize like it is a good album like the yeah. music is good you know like there is talent there and same oh, with lover for her 100 exactly like, it and, needed to happen and so neither one is like better or worse than the other and like no. you just said it needed to happen repute like she 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 had to do the whole reputation era 
to get yeah. to where she is now, to get to lover. And then after lover, it was, you know, folk lover more, <laughs> um, you know, with the, both of those albums that she put out and then, um, and then, you know, now her re-releases we're, that we're she's re-releases, doing. Yeah. And, and so like, I just, I don't know, had a little, like a little light bulb just came up just now. So we had reputation, right. This like dark season of her life. And then we see lover and she's like healed from that. And there's this light. Right. And then you've got folklore and evermore and they're kind of a juxtaposition of both. There's like sad songs, there's happy songs, there's angry songs. Like there's a little bit of everything on there. Yeah. And then now we have her like, you know, to take, you know, some of the imagery from Lover, like the butterflies and whatever, we have her like completely flourishing and like blooming with the rewriting of all of these albums that she didn't like that repert like all of those past albums for her until now represented like this like oppressive dark. Yeah, like, like darkness for her something that like she worked so hard on but she didn't own and was being used against her and all this stuff and so now she's like reclaiming this stuff as her own and like you know just from like the things that I've you know been through over the last you know year or so like being able to reclaim something as yours there is oh, no yeah. bigger power in yeah. that And, you know, whether it's something as big as like, you know, the masters of your album or just like, Hey, I really actually like this band, even though somebody else didn't and told me they were shitty, you know, like, even if it's like just something as small as that. Right. Um, but like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's, it's cool to see, you know, the light and the dark and the juxtaposition of that. And then like working through that and going through that, even something like to some people that may be like, really like Taylor Swift albums, I could do an entire, um, podcast oh. episode on like picking apart, like all the different Taylor Swift stuff. And so if you want to hear that, let me know and I'll record it. And there's, I'm sure plenty of people who would love to be my guest on it. Okay. So that kind of covers everything Taylor Swift related. I mean, it doesn't cover everything, but it covers a lot of the Taylor Swift related uh, concepts for this specific um, episode and moment. Um, so a couple other things that I want to touch on um, before we wrap up. So, you know, so many people that listen to this podcast um, know that me and Austin have an episode and not an episode, a podcast. We do a have a whole podcast, not an episode. A whole podcast, not just one episode. Um, we have a podcast called Reckless Reality. Um, and we recap Big Brother, Survivor, and The Challenge. And um, so if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It's really awesome. We have a lot of fun. Um, we put out like two, it, two, three episodes a week, like just depending on how many shows are on. Um, so yeah, anyway, check that out. Um, but uh, so I wanted to touch on that a little bit on those shows a little bit because we see, I mean, it's reality TV. So we see good and evil all the time, right? And so let's look at the challenge. Okay. Let's look at Johnny bananas, right? <laughs> I watched this. I can contribute. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with Johnny bananas, like, you know, for those of you that don't watch the challenge, I'm very sorry. Um, but here we go. Um, so on, I think it was rivals too. I'm not, I like Austin is the one with all the stats and the facts. Like, I think it's rivals too. Cause I think that was one of the ones I just watched. Okay, cool. So rivals too. Um, he gets to the end of the final with his partner, Sarah, and, you know, they were rivals coming into it and all this stuff because, like, she had been the reason the season before um, that he went home and all this stuff um, and, like, did, like, right before the final and all this stuff. So there was all this animosity and they worked through it and all this stuff all season. And so they get to the final and they win the final and they're standing on top of this mountain and TJ Lavin, the host of the challenge, says, okay, so 
you can either uh, so Johnny came in like came in first first like he right. like because there were separate challenges and there were things that they had to do together and whatever so total he won, he won. and so but as a partnership they won and Correct. so um TJ was like hey okay so Johnny you won you can either choose to split the money with Sarah or take the money and run and he chose to take the money and run and he has been like crucified for this oh and like Sarah still like won't talk like doesn't talk about the challenge because she's so mad about this like I don't think she'll ever come back on like nothing she hasn't been back since right that was it yeah I think think that was it yeah um because even like I remember the reunion like she like peaced out she was like "Mm -mm." like I'm not gonna sit here and talk about this like she is like very adamantly opposed to this but here's the thing would have done the same thing man he's looking out for himself like so so he's made to be a villain he's made to be like the bad guy for this right well even before that yeah oh yeah and like now hold on and it got worse after that but like even before i do have to say i'm not here to be like johnny bananas has never done anything wrong because that's not the case there are many a thing that he has said on this show that However, they're misogynistic. It's ugly. It's you know whatever. Right. We are talking. So he's about not alone in that boat. Sarah. Yeah. No, he is not. Like there, there is a long list of people, both male and female, yeah. from this show that have said things derogatory to other people that should not be said. So, I'm here to say that I'm speaking specifically about the bananas <laughs> and Sarah take the money and run situation. Okay. So I don't want anybody coming for me like, oh, Kelsey thinks Johnny Bananas is perfect, but he said this to Kellyanne one time and she thinks that that's okay. I don't. I don't. Um, so <laughs> I'm just here to I'm say that. I'm so glad that I'm like, I know what's going on, but I am not like immersed in this. this yeah. Is yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's an adventure. Um, so anyway, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, they weren't friends. Like she wronged him. They weren't friends. So, but he's seen as the bad guy because he took money from her, right? She did a bad thing to him too. She wasn't very nice to him either. But like she's seen as the good guy in this specific situation, right? So there's multiple different ways that you can interpret it. This is my personal opinion. Like, I, I think, and maybe they have had a conversation since, I don't know. I don't know these people. I don't know their lives. I think that, like, there is a different way he could have handled it, maybe. Uh, maybe with, like, a, just a little bit more, like, gentleness and kindness around it. Because he was very just, like, whatever about it, you know? Like, but he was doing what he thought was best for his life and his situation. He's thinking, like, this is a good thing for me. I won, so I'm going to do this. I think if Sarah had won, she would have done the same thing to him. And, like, this is whole, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, like, who knows? Right. But, but this is coming back to the top, like, to the concept of, like, you deciding your moral compass and, like, what you think is, like, good or bad, right? And there's yeah. so many people that think one thing about the situation and the other. And at the end of the day, it came down to what was best for me. And that's honestly what all of this comes down to. is like, all you can control is yourself and what you do and your life. And so what do you need what is your desire what you know like what is best for you and in this situation for Johnny Bananas the best thing for him was to take the money and run with it and regardless of how you feel about Bananas the challenge would not be what the challenge is now without his influence 
out, outside of the world of the challenge. Like there are people that know about the challenge because of him being on first look and him doing all these other things. And like, so, and a lot of other people from the challenge as well, but you know, like there are key players that are a part of the show. Just like I'm about to get into survivor too. There are people that I don't like from survivor, but they made survivor what it is. So you've got people like Boston Rob, right? A lot of people look at Boston Rob from Survivor as a bad guy. I don't, I mean, like, he did some dickish things on the show, but, like, you gotta, like, lie and cheat and see. It's a freaking million dollars, you know? Like, come on. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and, you know, then you've got somebody like Johnny Fairplay who, um, you know, tells everyone that his grandma died um, when she didn't. Um, and, you know, he's seen as, like, the, like, Jeff Probst, like, the host of Survivor, like, hates this dude. Like, is seen as like one of the most evil players of all time. But to him, he was like, I'm trying to win a million dollars. For me, this is what I need to do, right? Um, you know, like you tell people your grandma died. Right. That's like right. not good yeah. karma. That's like, that's right, exactly. Full um, disclosure, I've never seen an episode of Survivor yeah. and I have no idea who these people are. So <laughs> this is just me contributing yeah. to this conversation. Yeah. Well, and then there's somebody like Parvati, right? So... I can think of like at least three people right now who are going to listen to this and be like, <laughs> I don't like her. Like not as a person, as a character in Survivor, because my, one of my favorite survivors of all time is Ozzy. And she stabbed him in the back more than once and was the reason for him going home and was part of the reason for him going home more than once. And so like, it just, I get my feelings hurt when we talk about her because so many people love her and like I get it I get it I don't hate her but like to me she's like you know the villain right because like she like Ozzy was the good guy and she was the villain and like she like took him out right but she was doing what she thought was best for her game so like it's just like with Cap and Bucky and Ray and Ben and like all of these other things that we've talked about is it's like there's no like one right or wrong there's right. like, you know, you have to figure out like your true north and like what is your truth. Um, and Dylan Grimm's gonna be really excited about this final one that I'm gonna bring up. Um, we're gonna talk about Thanos. Um, and you know, you know, we talked about Marvel a little bit earlier. And so Thanos, he's seen as like ultimate villain, right? Ultimate like with his villain. Like, like the villain. But he thought he was doing the right thing. He thought yeah. what he was doing was going to be the best option for everybody. He didn't do well, it frankly, from like a selfish place. There's days where I, I think he's right. Right, same. Um, <laughs> same. But like he didn't do it as like, I want all of this control. Like that was like, that was like a bonus for him. But like where he was coming from, I get it. It wasn't like, you know, so many of these villains that are like, you know, somebody wronged me and I want to right that wrong. Like with, um, uh, who was it that we were talking about earlier? Oh, uh, uh, Darth Vader, you know? Like, there was no, there was no, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Freaking, all the freaking Avengers. Um, like Ultron, yeah, right. Ultron, like, right. Like, uh, all of these, all of these, like, typical villains. And so Thanos kind of broke that. He kind of broke that, like, quote unquote, typical villain concept. Um, and like, he actually ended up being a very, very, very complex character in the MCU. 
Um, MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe, for those of you that don't know. Um, me and you are really flexing like our nerd card today. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's fine. It's fine. But listen, I'm hoping to make some new friends from this. Of, oh, you will. Absolutely. That I can express my nerdum to. Absolutely, um, you will. Um, but, but yeah, like, so, you know, he really broke that concept of like the whole inherently bad, inherently good. You do bad things. You're a bad person. You know, like, I mean, look at the end of infinity war. Like he gets what he wants, right? Mm -hmm. He gets, but then he's like, spoiler alert. If you guys have not, I mean, I I don't know. It's been out for a while now. There's a, there's like a statute of limitations or whatever legal term there is for legal purposes. Yes. Um, (laughs) so he, you know, at the end of the movie, where he's not like in the ultimate throne of power, like right, he's not like a farm, like not a farm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, on a, he's, like, by he's himself, alone. Yeah, in his little shack, just yeah. chilling. Like he's not. It's not about power for him. Yeah, was, no, for him, I mean, it was it's about the power of like eliminating half the universe. But right. like, but it was like that's what he thought needed to be done. Right, and. So, so saying all of that, um, I think the main concept here, you know, with light and dark, the, the dichotomy of light and dark, opposites attracting, um, is that, like, who decides this barometer, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I touched on this a little bit um, with Wes in the tattoo episode is like, you know, who decided that tattoos, like, made somebody, like, less professional, right? Right. And, like, who decided that? At some point, someone was, like, like created this opinion and ran with it. And so, you know, who decides the barometer for good and evil, light and dark, positive, negative? And, it, I mean, it really is a social construct. So all we can do is focus on our own barometers, right? Like, what to us is good and evil and light and dark and good and bad and whatever. Um, and... I encourage everyone that if there's someone that has a difference of opinion than you, if there's someone that, you know, you think this is bad, but they think that it's good. Don't just like respond from a place of like hatred or negativity or like challenging them. Try to understand their perspective, you know, instead of being like, Oh yeah, your opinion's different from me. You're wrong. Instead be like, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Because one, like they may completely surprise you too. Like, that's how you grow. That's how you become, like, this better person, which is, like, something we're all working towards, right? It's, like, growing and being better. That's how you do that is by talking to people and understanding their perspective and where they come from. And your opinion may not change, and that's fine. You know, you shouldn't go into a conversation like that looking to change someone's opinion. But it does set you up to be more understanding, and to be, you know, more receptive of others' opinions. And like, there's people in my life that, like, I know I have completely opposite opinions on things up. That doesn't mean I love them any less. It's just, like, we've had this conversation. We know where each other stand. And, like, you know, we're not going to, like, you know, attack each other for it. Yeah. I, I've become more firmly rooted in what I believe um, and, like, what opinions I have from talking to people with a person. Right. I was like, you, you can only you know? do that by experiencing other things. If you only exactly. experience what you believe or what, you know, whatever, you're exactly. never, that's when you become wishy-washy because someone exactly. else can say something to you and then all this, oh, well, maybe. Yeah. No, you got to explore well, and so much of, and then, So much of like, you know, like a huge, like the last huge, you know, chunk of my life, like the last decade, like was of me not having my own opinions of me just forming opinions and thoughts and feelings and 
you know, whatever, based on what, like, I was in, be, instructed isn't the right word, but like being led to yeah. think and feel, right? And, and, you know, that's not anybody else's fault but my own. Like, I'm in control of my own mind and my own thoughts, my own, you know, opinions. And, you know, it's one thing to like not have like the, um, the space to discuss them, but like allowing my, my thoughts and feelings to be, um, I'm trying to think of the right wording, allowing my thoughts and my feelings to like be constructed by another person. Like I'm also to blame for that because like I did not root myself in like what I was deciding. And like, that doesn't matter because I'm doing that now. Um, All that, you know, we can focus on is the present um, because as uh, they talk about in the new trilogy of star Wars, let the past die, kill it if you have to. Um, Because that's another thing that they talk about. is like, let's shut up. Uh, that's another thing that they talk about is like, don't live in the past, like learn from it. That's great. Move forward, move through it. Don't stay, you know. I'm all for that. The killing it if you have to sounds a little. Pat, but listen, you got to kill the past, Liz. Can't sit in it. You can just let it go. But no listen, attachment. But look, listen, Kylo Ren, do you really think he's going to be able to do that? There. Well, they don't have therapy on whatever planet. You just said, oh, no. Um, anyway, so that's that. I think I got on another little soapbox. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, but thank you, Liz, for joining me, um, for enlightening all of us about stoicism, um, opening up about, like, you know, your journey and uh, mental health and nerding out with me on pop culture and stuff. Um, it's all, it's been awesome. This has been a lot of fun. I hope everybody enjoys this episode as much as the both of us have. Yes, <laughs> because thank it's you been again for having me and for letting me nerd out on things that I love. Always. And listen, we can, if anybody wants to continue these conversations, I'm all for it. Absolutely. I'm going to put Liz's um, uh, handle in uh, the show notes here. And then of course, when I share everything on social media, I will um, share, I will tag her as well. But um, if you don't follow Liz already, go find her, go follow her. She's great. Um, She's the best. Um, But yeah, um, that's really all I have for this week. Um, So as always, thank you guys for subscribing to the show, for listening to the podcast, sharing it on social media, giving me ratings and reviews. I really appreciate it. This podcast absolutely would not happen without you guys. Um, And like I said earlier, I've got some really cool guests coming up for you guys. Um, Some really awesome topics. Um, that I am thrilled to get to discuss. And as I've said before, if you have a topic you want to hear, if you know somebody that you think would be a great guest, let me know. Like, I am open to anything. Um, So all you need to be a guest is something that can take a video um, (laughs) that you can video chat with. Um, And yeah, that's really all I've got. So I'll see you guys next week.